All right. Hello and welcome to the, the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Podcast. Super excited to have you with us today. We're, in, we're interviewing highly successful plumbing, HVAC, electrical home service contractors from across the country on what they're doing to keep their phones ringing, their trucks running, and their, and their business booming. And I'm really excited to be joined today by Mark Mason from RCL Mechanical. Mark, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks, Josh, for having me. Finally, nice to put a face to the name. 100%. <laughs> so I guess for, for the listeners to start with, just kind of telling us the high level of where you're at in your business today, how many trucks, how much revenue, kind of what, where does the business sit at this moment? Absolutely. So we're, we're, we're pretty unique just because we do, uh, we do commercial and residential. Mm. Uh, we, we set out to be a commercial company. Residential started to get more. Uh, we, we quickly realized how much profit um, was in the residential sector. So we kind of changed a little bit and we're, we're trying to get it to be almost 50-50. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're getting there right now. We're about 75% commercial, 25% um, service, but we're moving in the right direction. Uh, right now we have, I think, 20 trucks on the road to be between both divisions. Uh, we are on track to do about $14 million this year. And we, uh, we were established in 2020. So it's been in a crazy three years, exciting growth. Um, and we've met a ton of great people along the way. With you know your team, for example, and some other really good partners that kind of really pushed the growth for us. So so phenomenal, man! For you say from 2020 to 2023 to 14 million dollars, 20 plus trucks in the in the field. Uh, congratulations on your on your success, I man! That's that's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. It wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I want to do now. Like I, I, we're going to get into listen, we're going to get into like how he's marketing, how he's gotten the commercial and the residential side humming. Um, before we do that, um. What like what's the mix of service? Residential, commercial? Is it mostly plumbing, HVAC? Like what's the mix of um so services? commercial plumbing? We do commercial plumbing only. We're not into HVAC yet. Uh residential, we do both plumbing and HVAC. Got it. So HVAC and plumbing on the residential side, just uh plumbing on the commercial side. So 2020, you decided to start this business. Obviously, you've had exponential growth. How did you get started in the trades and like kind of what what like led you down the track to where you started RCL Mechanical? Absolutely. I'll get into it a little bit. I'll keep it short. Uh, so long story short, I went to a vocational school. I took plumbing. Uh, quickly in vocational school, I learned what money was. And when I went out on co-op in plumbing, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can get paid to go out on job sites while I'm supposed to be in school. Perfect. I'm in. So I learned that. I graduated high school. Uh, I quickly went, you know, I quickly started. I, I actually landed a job with a large mechanical firm out of Boston, Massachusetts. I worked for them, but on the side, I did my own stuff. Yeah. Um, as I did my side work, you know, you fast forward, it grew, it grew. And I found myself pulling people in from where I was working to like, you know, work Saturdays and Sundays to help me, you know, help me capitalize on the extra time in order to get the house roughs done and all that good stuff. So, you know, you fast forward into like, you know, and I called it at that time, I called it like Mason Plumbing, which was my name. Mm. Uh, my last name. So, and then you fast forward um, to 2018, 2019, um, me and my partner that we were doing side work with said, you know what, let's blow this thing up. He had his, at this point, we started together. We went our own ways, kind of grew. We had both had a couple guys. Uh, and then 2019 or so, uh, we had the idea of coming together and that we would rather be a 50% owner of a $50 million company than hundred percent owner than a one million or five hundred thousand dollar company. So that's where we were all in. Twenty twenty September twenty twenty, we opened up our 
corporation and uh we started with twenty thousand dollars in the bank and we haven't had to insert one dollar since wow so but now the cliff notes no, that's a, I mean, it's a great, it's a great quick background story, kind of how you got this thing started, how you got it off the ground. Um, interesting. So you did a little bit of side hustle work, working somewhere like in your free time, you, you picked up jobs. Was that commercial work or residential? I would imagine that's commercial at the time. Uh, so I worked for a commercial company, but it was residential. Uh, it was okay. residential work. And uh, quickly in the commercial company, I, I transitioned to an estimating and project management role. So that's where I think that everything clicked to me on the business aspect. And that's why I was able to manage that many people on a Saturday. I'd go in, I'd lay everything out. Stock would be there. Let's get this installed. Because when you're, when you're working at, when you're operating a commercial plumbing company that does 50, $60 million a year, when you're a project manager, you're, you're managing two, three, $4 million plumbing projects. And the one thing, their KPIs is, are we going to beat the labor hours? That's how they make money. Right. So, so your initial thought coming into this was, I understand the commercial side. I'm going to build a commercial plumbing company. It was, it was the original play. Yep. Correct. Excellent. So let's talk about the first couple of years. I mean, to go from, from zero to 14 million is, is amazing, but it's never easy coming out of the gates. Talk to us about the first couple of years and kind of how you got things off the ground. That must've been right during, right around COVID time. It was during COVID time, which a lot of people would say that they'd fall victim of that. And I feel like we did the complete opposite. Right. I think we took advantage of it. We took advantage of the money. Um, and to be honest with you, it was just us being creative. I was never good at marketing, you know, but when I was sitting there eight, 12, eight to 12 hours a day, figuring out how I'm going to blow this thing up, figure out when it's the right time to hire, figuring all these things out, um, you know. I was blessed to have the opportunity. I'm in real estate as well. And I'm in a bunch of networking groups. So I surround myself by a lot of people that already done it. And I had, I had the map, I had the recipe, you know, I knew what to do. It was just a matter of putting my head down and putting in the hard work. And, um, and that's exactly what I did. And I, I pretty much self-taught myself marketing, you know, uh, and I actually started out by reading your book. And that's why I, you know, I turned around and I actually, I signed up with you guys after I read the book because obviously you know you, you gave a ton of value. You taught you, you taught me the, at least the, probably a little bit more of the basics, which made me dangerous. So now I read your book. I hired your company. The good thing is, is like I knew enough to keep your your team on edge. Like like I, I knew the questions to ask, and um, it's been a successful partnership for about two years because I actually I left uh, another marketing company to come to you guys. Okay. Excellent. So you, you read the book, you got educated, um, hired our services to help with the, the internet marketing and the website stuff. Um, like, what were some of the other marketing strategies? If you think about your marketing mix today, um, what is it that you're doing to keep 20 trucks running and to keep the phones ringing at that, at that level? Well, I'll start, I'll start off with saying that there's no correct map for it. It's, mm -hmm. it's always moving. So, and that's what it is for us. I just think that we have a very, you know, our base brand is very well known in that area. We're all over social media. You know, and I'm sure a lot of people start with PPC and Google SA and all this stuff. But I honestly think it all reverts back to the website and our brand name. And uh, we just do a really good job at magnifying our com company culture. And when we do that, we naturally get employees. We naturally get customers. And I feel like everybody's so caught up on 
like having that perfect Instagram, having the perfect Facebook, making sure that the tech doesn't say nothing crazy on it uh, on, on on a reel or on TikTok. But like we're in a we're in a world now that people just want real people. You know, mm-hmm. we're in a world full of automation, you know, and and to get and to see, you know, you know, James Jones over here talking about real life problems and and being able to fix it and you know he might stumble on his words i mean it might do this but that's relatable to people and uh we just been a, we've done a really good job of magnifying that i don't know if you've seen any of our posts or rails or anything like that but it, you know i feel like our successes came down to our culture we have a two or three big uh company outings a year spent a ton of money this past uh this past june we did our company our appreciation cookout and you know we have the we have the bounce houses. Everybody we kind of work at eleven o'clock. Everybody comes in. We have the bounce houses. We have a catered. We have barbecue chicken. We have the raffles. Um, everybody got free red red wing boots. We have the red wing boot truck there. Everybody get to pick out brand new boots. So we try to go above and beyond for everybody because they we, we feel they do too for us. I, I think that's really impressive. That you're very culture forward, and it's not just about. The marketing it's not just about you know the profits it's really like if you can attract a good team which is one of the biggest challenges in this industry and you can get them excited about working for you that i think for you you feel like that's one of the core differentiators that you bring to the table and, and part of your accelerated success yeah yeah no absolutely i agree and um you know it's funny because nobody wants to be behind a camera i mean i'm sure you just starting out even me like you know it, it's second nature to me at this point but it wasn't easy to me everybody's like oh my god you're so great on video and camera i'm like no the guy edited he made me look skinny i look good he just makes <laughs> it happen you know what i mean um but we 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 call it like team profiles and i and i think you should do i mean you should look at our um what we have going on on our social media because like it would be i think it would be really nice to to see it on your platform i yeah. feel like it come a lot easier for you too because we do team profiles where we introduce every person our goal is to get through everybody in the company and that's about 65 employees so uh we do team profiles and then you know um myself and rich will talk about that person and then he'll cut it up and and, and it'll just it's magic, man. It's it's amazing. And, and they don't want to be on camera, but when they see the results of a good photographer and videographer, they're like, okay, it, it came out good. You know, it, I can't explain it. You have to see it. But in turn, long story short, it helps drive in employees and also helps on the customer side. So it's not just, hey, I'm pulling in customers. It's it, you, you have it on both sides. Right. I, and I think that, that that's brilliant. I think most uh, plumbing, HVAC, electrical contractors, they're like, yeah, let's run the website, let's run the SEO, let's run the pay-per-click. They don't want to be on camera and they don't want to put themselves out there. And I think you've, you've done an exceptional job on that. Can you talk about like some tips that the average uh, plumbing HVAC business owner could, could take to be like, here's the types of videos I shoot and here's how I set them up. Here's how I found a videographer. I think that would be really, really beneficial. Yeah, so I, I think my first, te- my first uh, tip is just execute. Even if it's wrong, just mm. execute. Just get start the videos. You know, it can be as simple as a 20 second rail on how a water heater operates. It can be, a, you know, if it's getting cold or if it's getting hot, just educating them. Hey, next week's going to be 80 degrees. Your AC, have you got your AC clean? This is why you should get your AC cleaned. Oh, by the way, we do offer membership. So you don't have to worry about this. We come out here every year and we help you out. You don't even have to think about it. We just get it scheduled for you. You know, and I just think that, that that's, and it's all free. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Rails, all that's free. Um, 
we can talk about the PPC and all that good stuff after, but you know, I think that you just got to execute and, and that that's what it comes down to uh, and, and just educate, you know, usually, usually people enge will engage with your post. Um, well, let's, let's, let's back it up. Facebook, Instagram, they all have algorithms, right? They want to show people posts that get engaged with. So they put your post out for 60 seconds into the world. And if nobody engages, it drops down to the bottom. If people engage, when I say engage, I mean comment, like, share, et cetera, or click the see more button on it, then you keep going up the rank. And that's kind of how viral happens when it just keeps going up the rank. And, uh, you know, if you can find out the recipe for your audience to engage, then that's what you have to do. Um, in my instance, I post on Facebook every day. I try to Instagram every day. I have also, I have people that help with me at that, but uh, you know, I just try to start with a hook, you know, usually you only have so many seconds to get people engaged. So you start with a hook, you know, to kind of wrap them in. And uh, that's, that, that's how I do it. And um, you know, and I always ask people to comment, you know, and I always ask people questions as, uh, to keep it personal and it doesn't have, let's, let's take it back. We don't, it doesn't have to be straight business all the time. You know, like I said prior, I feel as if people want, you're the brand. Like I think Mark Mason's the brand. I know it's RCL Mechanical, but people will follow me. I have a large following, so they want to do business with me and um, people follow me. And last, I'm going to be a dad pretty soon. So I put a post up about, I need guys, I need some dad tips. First time dad here. And it got like 180 comments. Like, and, and that's when I talk about engaging, you know, and, you know, you do not have to put business posts out every time. I usually follow the 80-20 rule, 80% personal, 20% business. Nice. So keep that in mind because it really gets overwhelming because you say you have, so you have your personal social media that you want to post on, then you have your uh, your business and it can get overwhelming. It really can. So I think just start, just start with the basics, especially if you're a one or two man show and you don't have the, uh, you're not big enough to hire a marketing company like Palmer SEO yet you know, start on the Facebook, get people commenting, engaging, and then you can step up, you know, get the website, you know, all that stuff going, you get the pay-per-click going, Google us and all that good stuff. And you just got to know when's it, when, when's, it, when's it enough, because you can't be good at everything. If you're good at plumbing and you're good at running plumbing and plumbing business, you're, you're, you're probably not going to be great at doing marketing. So I think you just have to know when to pull in a professional. And that's what I did. I knew... The point, like once I get over that point that Facebook and Instagram and TikTok weren't going to work, then I'm like, okay, like I need to get a real time company here. And uh, that's kind of slowed me down that road. Love it. Lots of great takeaways and tips there. Um, you know, perfect is the, is the enemy of done, right? So if you're waiting for the perfect video to happen, you're never going to do a video, right? And I bet you if you look back right. at Mark's first videos, you know, he, he was bad lighting, bad setup. And he did a lot of at-bats. He created a lot of videos. And over time, he got comfortable with it. He got confident with it. He started getting better and better. But it also helped to build that engagement. Uh, I think that's a, that's a great tip. Um, when it comes to, uh, like, most of it, I get things happening on your personal profile, not the business page, right? Like, talk to us about, like, what you do personal versus business on Facebook versus Instagram and, and maybe even TikTok. Yeah, so let's talk Let's talk business first. On the business end I really keep it team oriented. I don't really have any call to actions much or anything like that. It's usually just tips 
And just right now, the big thing to grow your following is rails. So mm -hmm. we're big on Instagram rails and Facebook rails. And we just, we have somebody that comes in bi-weekly on Tuesday. They film the whole, the whole company. They put all their real, put all the information together and um, they come from 10 to 12. It takes me two hours every other week. And they put together everything. They send me the rails all done. I post them. Um, I don't post them, but somebody posts them. Um, so, you know, and there's nothing, there's no like hard call to actions. We're just being us. And we're just, intro we're introducing people and letting, you know, people in the field tell them about their experience at RCL Mechanical. And that's how we're doing it because that's the stuff that gets engaged with. You have to, you have to keep it emotional in order to keep people engaged. You know, people want to feel touched, you know, and that's why the dad post gets so much engagement because everybody could relate. So, and that moves me into my personal, um, you know, I think Facebook kind of gets mad at you and Instagram when you don't post because they want people on their platform. So I post daily. So, you know, and I post anything, guys, I post anything, you know, and I tell my team the same way. I said, I don't care if you have to take a picture or a story of that printer and, and, and tell everybody what kind of model and serial number it is. I don't care. Post, you know, because and, and I do care because but I'm trying to get them engaged in, 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 not, in not rhythm. Yeah. And not, you know, because you can sit there and be like, oh, I don't know what this caption gives me. What should I do with the caption? So just know that it's not going to be perfect. I, I've been doing it for years and years. I'm sure you have, Josh. And it's and it's just you're just going to do it. And it's OK to it's OK to manipulate other people's work and make it your own. It's not stealing, you know, and that's in my in my opinion, you know, just because Josh posts something good doesn't mean I can't take it from Josh and and reorganize the, the text and, and put my spin on it and repost it. If I see that I got a great engagement, then so, so be it. And Josh wouldn't get mad at me. And it, it just, it's just the way it is. That's what, and nobody's coming up with the, the, all this by themselves, you know, something's, it's been said before guys. So make, and uh, you know, just take action and uh, imperfect is perfect is what I say. Love it. So, so good. So just out of curiosity, so you, you're kind of posting this content, you're getting videos of the team. Uh, you mentioned using, um, you know, uh, emotion in the videos. Do you have an example of like one or two videos that you did that just got great engagement and kind of what the hook was, what the angle was? Yeah. So um, the most recent one was, it was a, I think it was a 90, no, 60 second rail of our cookout okay which included everybody at a cookout i mean you had food beers raffles bounce houses like i said and we we tagged born in the usa as the background song mm. and you've seen everybody involved and everybody was tagged so number one so your whole team is on there they're all family and friends would see it on their feed yep which drags that that emotional the big the biggest thing is that emotional aspect and yeah. And some people talked in it and, and you've just seen live, like they stopped the music at times and like, hey, you know, and Kayla from my team said, and, you know, Matt's the winner of the the Samsung Yeti cooler. And like, you know, and that's the stuff like not only is the team going to reshare it because they, they're they in it and they look good and they're, you know, all the edits are on point. It was just, it was an attractive video, you know? Um, so it's usually emotion and education is what's really going to grab traction. Um, I don't know if you want to add to that at all, but um, I think that's I kinda... great. I'd love to. I'd love to give an example on the educational side. Obviously, there, there's like you know the obvious questions your customers 
ask, right? And there's a great book called They Ask, You Answer. Listeners, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend you check it out because it can help you think through how to you know, kind of come up with the right content prompts. Um, I'm curious for you, like, how do you figure out if you're doing almost every week, you're doing these new, new videos, how do you come up with what the topic's going to be for, especially the how-to or the informational type content? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we're blessed with a great videographer. Not only is he a great videographer, he has a team behind him doing the edits. He also is just very welcoming. He walks mm -hmm. around the office and he smiles and he's and he, it's almost like allergic, you know. He actually was the um, one of the main characters in Massholes when they did that reality show for Boston. He okay. Flew, you know, he came back from LA and he started his own business here for entrepreneurs that wanted to do you know to do this kind of stuff. So a uh, very likable person because that's the thing you cannot have someone behind the camera with the camera in front of you being like, Hey, say something cool, Josh. Yeah, make me comfortable. Give me something <laughs> yeah. interesting, right? Make me look be, good. It has to be natural. And that person behind the camera has to have an idea what he's going to ask because the intent is for him to make it a natural feeling when you're talking to him on camera. So number one is getting the right person in the right seat. That's with anything, right? In business, uh, making sure you have the right person, the right hire. Uh, so I think we did that successfully. Um, and for educational content, it can be simple, guys. You know, um, it can be anything. And the best part is you can repurpose it. You know, I the, one of the ones that got a lot of engagement for us is just a, us explaining a, a difference between a furnace and a boiler. Now, do you know how many people probably did that same video? Millions, you yeah. know? And guess what? Once we did the video, we repurposed it to a Facebook post. So not only did we cover a Facebook post, we had the video that was on Instagram and TikTok. So we covered three platforms and we put it on YouTube shorts, four platforms, I'm sorry. So you can really repurpose it, but it takes a team. You just can't do it all yourself. You know, at some point it's like, this is too much um, and you have to delegate it, you know? And the, num the number one thing in business is you have to know when to trust somebody. It's tough. That's the number one, that's the hottest thing as a business owner is, is trusting somebody to do your job because you're handing your baby off, you know? And I'm sure you had that same, same, same problem or same issue, Josh, when you were growing the business, you know, at some point, I'm sure you had to, you had to, you had to transfer the, the website production to somebody, right. right? So. Yeah. You know, getting good at delegating and, and putting the right people in place and empowering them to do the work. Uh, I think it was an awesome conversation around um, you know, kind of what you're doing with social media, how you're building it, kind of the. It's the word of mouth, I think, is probably the biggest thing. You're building your brand, you're building the word of mouth. And you said something really, really important, and that's that people want to do business with real people. And so there's that real um, no like trust factor that you build with your videos and your social media. And that's infused into your website. We're seeing you guys, we're seeing the real personality behind the business and not just this anonymous corporation with stock imagery and, and things like that. Yeah, you you nailed it. It's people want to do business with people that who they know, like, and trust. I uh, off topic a little bit, but this is how powerful social media is. I am in real estate as well. I have a 36 unit. This will be my biggest development yet. It's a 36 unit ground up development. Wow. And you know what they did? I decided to partner with the, the owners with creative financing and they're holding the entire note for the project. And, um, what they said was, okay, Mark, just give me some references and we want to do some research on you. Guess what they did? Google.com, Mark Mason, Taunton Mass. Boom. They found me on my website and everybody that comes in is like, your website's amazing. You know, 
I looked at your social media. Like, I trust you. I want you to do this work. I want to give you, I want to give you the keys. And they ultimately selected me for that project to purchase that project because of my presence on social media. That's amazing. Congratulations. That sounds like a, like a great deal. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely exciting. So not only does it help you in your business, it can help you in other ways. I mean, when you're leveling up in different areas of life, you're naturally going to level up and you're naturally going to bring other people to elevate with you. And that's the whole point of business. You know, you want to, you want to become a better leader. You want to create more leaders and be able to replace yourself with somebody else and, and watch it all come to fruition. So good. Love it. So, so we talked about social media. You know, if you think about your marketing mix today, you get 50-50 commercial, residential. Um, you get the social media stuff going on. Like we're, especially I think probably on the residential side, where's, where are the, the phone calls and the leads coming from predominantly if you had to look at like your overall marketing mix? So we are predominantly PPC. You know, um, everybody's getting drove through our website, through PPC and uh, Google is saying all that good stuff and coming through our funnel and um, calling us, you know, um, we're at the point that it's very uh, in Boston right now, it's very competitive. So we're trying to get creative with organic, being organic with everything, reaching back out to customers. And that's where it really takes a team. And I haven't nailed that down hundred percent yet. I'm still learning it and how to drive those leads in um, and kind of, re-engage the ones that didn't want to do business with you in the first place. So it's so easy just to increase your budget, right? But, you know, in order to, you're going to make sure that you capitalize on all those calls, making sure the CSR is doing their job because they're the first point of contact for the company. If they're doing their job, they're booking their calls correctly in your CRM. Okay. Now, how many cancellations of, you know, cancellations you have? If those, all those metrics are kind of checking out, then there's a different issue. Are you getting enough leads? You know, if you're not getting enough leads, how can you get more leads? Do you have to sign up with Bing? Do you have to go to a different server? Do you have to do Facebook marketing? Um, I think every market's different and every company's different. So I don't think it's gonna be the same for everybody. And I think it's uh, I think it's more on the side of you need to just figure out what works best for you. And it's it's trial and error, you know. I it, it's it's I I think it's thoroughly tough to really just give somebody a roadmap. Like I'm sure Josh, you can give somebody a map on what to do, but you don't know if they're going to be heavy on PPC and a little less on Facebook market. Like everybody's different, you know, and ultimately it comes down to having the right people in the right seats in the company. So you're dispatching properly. You're, you're increasing your revenue through your dispatcher. Your technicians are creating sales on site. And all those things add up, you know, your salesmen are going out to the job and they're, they're executing properly, trying to close this, close the leads on site. Um, so everything can kind of work together. And I know I, I shot a lot over to you right there, but I think it's just a collaborate effort in order to make it successful. 100%. Lots of moving parts, lots of things, trying to figure out what's going to land, what's going to work. Um, would love to talk a little bit about, um, you guys have uh, like 300 plus online reviews. I think a lot of that is the culture. A lot of that is the 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 mem- like the the client experience, the customer experience when you're out in the home. Um, like, what are some other strategies that that you could you could share? It's like, like this is what we do to get reviews on a consistent basis. Yeah, so I'm just competitive by nature. <laughs> so I see. Not only I read your book and I I read how important Google reviews are. I listen to everybody. 
your team. Oh, make sure that you do your SEO on your responses. It sticks with me. That stuff just comes easy to me. So now, you know, sometimes I, and to be honest with you guys, sometimes I don't even know what this, it's too time consuming for me to go into service Titan and figure out what we, um, what service we did for them. And I'll just say plumbing emergency. I, I was so great to do your, your emergency plumbing repair today. You know, we, we, we appreciate your business. We could have did AC for them. I don't know, but that's my way of kind of putting that SEO back into the world and they're not going to see it. You know, they're not going to care. You know, it doesn't really matter. So that's what, that's me being imperfect until I put somebody in that position to do so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's a perfect, that this, I just, you know, connected those dots right there. But in any case, um, I forget where I was going with it, but. Um, You're very competitive by nature. And we're talking yes, about oh, how you built up your reviews and what you do. To yeah, get the it. Google reviews. It's repetitive. I think you have to, you can go to your team at your weekly meeting or your biweekly meeting like we have. And you can say, hey, guys, we need to go more Google reviews. And it's going to, if you're, if your team's on point, they're going to say, let's do this. You know, the team needs more Google reviews. It's going to help us boost the business and help us during the recession coming in. But that, that kind of like, you know, everybody's human. It falls off. It's and once they leave that meeting, it's not important to them. You know, it may be important for them the next four to eight hours, but the next day it's like, it's back to the same old. So you have to consistently train that, that that's why we got so many Google reviews in such a little time. We're consistently pushing Google reviews at the meetings. And t- until recently, we we just started giving everybody $10 a review. Mm. So now we have, it's almost like a spiff. You get a review, it's $10. And we have some people get like eight to 10 a week. It doesn't nice sound like bonus, a lot. Yeah. That's a nice little bonus. And $10 doesn't sound like a lot, but when you get eight to 10 a week, that's an extra hundred bucks in the bank, you know? No doubt. I think moving into the company culture is huge. I think gamifying it like you have, like, hey, guys, you're going to make some money. Um, And you're kind of recognizing the guys that have got the most reviews in your your biweekly meetings. Uh, Tactically speaking, like, do you have any messaging or kind of how you train your guys to ask for the review or to set up the fact that there's going to be review requests in the home? I think think down the road there will be. Okay. Uh, Right now, I kind of just... I let them organically figure it out, right? We want more reviews, like say what you need to say, like whatever's comfortable for you. And some people are better than others, but I think over time, you know, you had the internal uh, competition where this guy's getting 10 a week and this guy's getting two a week. I think it creates that internal competition. And then we have the culture where everybody helps each other. So you go back and forth. He's like, oh, what do you say? What do I say? And, And a lot of the times what they're saying is, this if these google reviews directly reflect me as a human being here and my success at the company so it would be appreciated if you just took the time to you know, leave a five minute review and that's everybody's human and, the, and if someone hears that they're going to help other people usually they take that it's a matter it's just a matter if you ask yeah i, I love that so i mean lots of lots of good you know tactics here and kind of what you're doing to market how you're leveraging social media how you're driving online reviews um, I think the other big conversation in this industry right now is hiring good quality technicians, getting them trained, getting them placed. Uh, in the last three plus, you know, less than four years, you've built a 20 truck operation. Um, so you've done something right from a recruiting perspective. Can you share any tips or ideas kind of like how how you're finding technicians and how you're getting them onboarded with with you guys? Yeah. So if you do the math, it was about two a week. I mean, two a month that we were bringing in. So it was pretty chaotic at times. We made it work. Um, 
And they were just, people were just knocking down the door because they wanted to work for us. You know why? Because of social media. You know, we do have the average age of the company is 28. Mm. It has its downfalls being that young. But at the same time, I'm looking at, I'm looking at five years down the road, we're going to be a reckoning machine. Everybody's going to be experienced. They're going to be, they're going to be pretty much trained how we want them. And I think we're going to be, um, I think we're going to be exactly where we need to be as a company in a couple of years, which is exciting. So I'm looking at the positive, not the negative there. And uh, I think it's, I think it comes down to social media. There was probably maybe a handful of interviews that I did where they did not mention our Google reviews and our website. Mm. Every interview, everybody's very, very impressed with our website. Um, And I'm not just tooting your horn, but it's just, that's what they looked at. They said, you're very professional. You know, then we looked at your Google reviews and I want to work for a company like this. I, I swear to you. That is every interview. And we actually have a, a funny joke. We, we actually give everybody at the interview a painted vision, which is a three-year vision of where we want to be with the company Love it. at the interview. And we also give them a core value card. And if they don't take it, they don't get hired. Um, so, you know, it, it, it comes full circle. And when it comes in, you know, they come in, they see that they're together as a company. We have our shit together. They have core values. And that's like, that's me like thinking like, hey, you know, they're not taking, they're not taking no for an answer here. This is what they want. This is their vision. Their vision is directly tied to me and my success and the growth of the company. And look at their Google reviews on their website, you know, and, and the interview went well at Mark. It seems like, you know, they're pretty good people to work for. And uh, I always offer anybody, do you want to take a walk around? Do you want to meet anybody? Do you want a coffee? Anything, you know, and that's kind of how, and some people are like, yeah, let me see your warehouse. Let me see this. Let me see that. And um, they like it, you know, and they, I think they can feel the energy when they walk in the door because our team goes up, Hey, I like, it's a genuine smile. It's a genuine, how can I help you? And I think that's a direct reflection on the culture of the company and how that's, so that's, I think that's the recipe for success on bringing in great help. I love it. And so you're like in the coveted position where you're their employer of choice. Like if they had the opportunity to work at five other plumbing or HVAC companies, they're like, I want to work at RCL because they seem like a really solid organization. It seems like a fun place to work. Um, and it sounds like it's a lot of word of mouth. Other technicians say, yeah, this is a cool place. And they see you on social media. Um, so is there any like, you know, indie job postings or headhunting happening or is it just organic i can't imagine just organically people showed up at your door to the tune of two hires every single month for, for that window of time i wish no we, <laughs> right. do, we do we do we do a lot of indeed and okay. we've actually written facebook ads got it and just targeting so, people with the plumbing uh you know the plumbing background in the local market uh, were you targeting that you know massachusetts area or did you kind of go national with with your targeting no, no, we just that Massachusetts area. And another thing is people do what's easy. So you have to make it easy for them to apply. If they have to walk in and fill out an application, you now now you're coming from this much this many guys to this many guys. So now you just you know, all in all, you just have to make it easy for them. And not saying that you can't qualify them, but it's just like sales, get in the door. It's just reverse engineering, you know. Just because somebody doesn't want to come in and fill out an application doesn't mean that they'll be a, a good fit. So um, make sure that you have paper applications. Make sure you cover online applications. Make sure you have the careers email. And um, 
make sure you just you know touch every aspect that you can so everybody there's, there's every avenue they look that they they're asking for an application so good some great insights there from a, yeah. a 14 million dollar probably one of the fastest growing plumbing hvac contractors in the country by my estimation from zero to 14 million in, in that period of time is just phenomenal um Obviously, you're very abundance-minded. You're, you're a self-educator. You read books. Um, like, are there organizations that you're a part of that, you know, like best practices groups that you plug into and, and learn from? Yeah, yeah. We recently signed up with CEO Warrior last year. Awesome. So they've, uh, they've, been, a, they've been a great help um, and resource in order to get us where we need to be today. So, and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier in the podcast. It's, 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 it's learning. It's, you know, it's getting right around the right people and getting a mentor. And that's what CEO Worry is. It's, you know, essentially it's a group of mentors and they have tools and resources in there to help you grow. And I'm in a few other groups. I'm in a group called Apex um, mm -hmm. out of Texas with Ryan Stuman. Uh, and I'm in Arte with Andy Frisella. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm touching a lot of different groups. I spend a lot of money and I also have personal coaches. Um, that we spend more time together other than that, that group aspect. So, you know, I spent some good money on getting to where I want to be. And um, I think that a normal, an average person doesn't, is not going to think they're going to get their return, but I'm sure Josh, you, you learned off somebody. I'm sure that when you just started your company, you were going to these networking groups and you had coaches and you, you know, there's They'll no way. Do. 100%. Yeah. You know, so I think that is very underestimated. There's somebody that's already made the mistakes that you have. It's no different than hiring a professional marketing company like you. Like you already made those mistakes. You know how to build a platform for marketing, plumbing and plumbing and HVAC. So it's almost, you're like the coach in essence, right? You're running the service, you know, you're, you're coaching. You may own the website or anything like that, but essentially you're coaching me through having a website and marketing and, uh, it's almost the same essence, you know, if you look at it like that. No doubt. Great stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, your investment in peer groups in coaching has obviously paid dividends, right? Not just on the success of your business, but in kind of the person that you are and the success you're having in your passive investments. It sounds like you you want a lot of stuff with real estate as well. Um, so I think you know, if you're listening to this and you don't have a peer group that you're part of and you're not plugging in and, and self-educating, you know, that might be the missing link, right? You might just need to get more active and like developing yourself so that you can level up as a human being. Yeah. Get uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, that's where you have to be. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. Like it's not easy to do podcasts all the time. It's not easy to do network, go to networking events and, and, and communicate when you're not in the mood of communicating. You know, you can just get into, you, there's so many things that go on in people's lives all the time, but you have to do the hard work in order to get where you want to be. And if you want to be a 2 million, 5 million, $10 million company, these are things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to hire support and you're going to have to hire employees. You're going to have to market. You're going to have to be the best at marketing in your area. You're going to have to attend networking groups so you can stay ahead of trending items that come to your industry. And um, not to mention, I know we talk a lot of business today. I think when you're when you're personally feeling good and you're confident and things are going well in your own life, it automatically kind of drips into your professional life. And I say that because, and, and you have to find what works best for you because one, one tip that I'll give you guys that worked very well for me is 
I always thought I had to be in the office at 7 a.m. with the rest of my team. And I, I tended to lose myself a little bit. And what happened was through coaches and, and changing my structure and doing time studies, I figured that I just, I couldn't get everything I wanted to get done in a day. So things had to change. And one of the things I did change is I, I put my morning routine. I, I now I'm at the gym at 5.15 in the morning and I don't go into work till about 8.30, 9 o'clock. Which sounds like when you're like the owner of the company, it's like, you know, once again, it's the trust factor, right? Is everybody at work? And it's like, you know, I want to be able to show these guys and I can do it too. But I pulled back on that and it, it, expo it, it exponentially helped my personal professional life so much. Now, when I go in, I am like, good morning, Sarah. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Is there anything you need from me? Good. Perfect. Let's, you know, I'm just so much more relaxed and I'm not in a rush. Before I was just rushing through my day, trying to get the boxes checked, getting through everything, getting through all my emails. And I tend to stress myself out, come home, be stressed out. Obviously, you know, you, you get it, you know, then you have your wife and your family that you have to deal with. And it's nice to actually disconnect in that aspect. So if something's not working, if you're not happy, think about it, take some time to yourself. And what works for me is I switch my gym routine from the night to the morning. I read my book in the morning. I do what I have to do in the morning. And I, you know, get my coffee. I go into work. I roll in about 8.30ish. Walk right into my meetings. It's boom. I walk right into an 8.30 meeting every day. And um, it's, uh, it works for me. And, it, and I think it works for everybody else too. And if you're working hard and you're being the leader that you want to be, nobody's going to question it. So good. There's a couple, couple like nuggets there, right? Work as hard yeah. on yourself as you do on your business, and you're going to get maximum maximum returns. And also, kind of like when you're on the airplane, and they tell you once you take off, if you start to, you know, the little oxygen mask comes down, they always say you got to put your first your max your mask on first. Like you, you know, tendency is to go fix the kids and everybody else, but yeah. you can't help anybody if you're not taking care of yourself. And I think that's a powerful insight. You, you know, if you if you're burning the 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 candle on both sides. You know, eventually your energy is going to drop and you can't take care of your team. You can't build to the vision that you've built. Um, I think that's, that's a really powerful in, insight that you shared. Yeah, I, I agree. 100%. Perfect analogy too, Josh. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Mark, this has been awesome. Guys, you just heard from Mark Mason. He's grown his, his company from zero to over 14 million over the last three and a half years. He shared some amazing insights on how he's marketing, how he's leveraging social media, how he recruits high-quality high technicians, how he develops himself and creates the abundance to not just build a great business, but to be a great family man and also um, you know, have passive investments where he's growing his wealth. Uh, Mark, any last nuggets or pieces of wisdom you'd like to share with the, the listener before we, we wrap up? No, I think I nailed it. I think I nailed it. If anybody wants to reach out to me personally, I'm available. Shoot me a direct message, private message, whatever you'd like. I'd love to help. I'd love to, you know, be a reference for you and point you in the right direction on, you know, where I think is a good fit for you. Mark, what's the best place? So we're going to make sure along with this video or this interview, wherever you're listening, um, we're going to link to Mark's social profile so you can see what he's doing and see real examples. Um, but what would be the best way for them to connect with you? You know, Facebook always, uh, Mark Mason, Mark with a C, and Instagram, same thing, Mark Mason underscore. And uh, you can reach me 
along with uh, over at RCL Mechanical on Instagram and Facebook. You know, um, I'm pretty I'm pretty in in the loop with all those, and uh, I, I'll get you a message with that day or the next day, and I'll love to help you guys out. Awesome. Well, Mark, thanks so much for sharing. Thanks for your abundance mindset and kind of sharing what's worked for you. Cannot wait to see what you and RCL Mechanical accomplish in the years ahead. And uh, thanks for being here. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You too.